with 55.6 million cases of people who've been infected with COVID-19 worldwide, it has brought what I call principal change to a planet. If there's anything this world has in unity, it's the virus. You may be Republican, you may be Democratic, you may be God-fearing, or you may be atheist. But there's one thing we do have in common. We are all suffering the effects of COVID-19. I don't care where at in the world you're watching. And by the way, we have people that watch all the way from Europe as well. I don't care where you're watching from. We have this in common. It is caused a principal change to this planet called Earth. 55 million positive cases. 1.34 million deaths. It's caused the Christian community to fall back rather than to press forward. I titled this sermon, COVID-19 got me lost, but I found my way back. So many people have gotten lost because of this coronavirus. Now I'm talking to the Christian and this is going to make sense here today. Today's our Thanksgiving gathering. I pray that today that this audience, the viewing audience, would be able to find a reason to be thankful to God. I know Tommy Rodriguez is very thankful to God today. But you find a reason. Maybe it should be that you haven't contracted the coronavirus. Maybe it should be that you have, but God has healed you, and God is healing you if you have COVID-19. Maybe you should be thankful that you still have a job, or perhaps you should be thankful that you lost your job, but somehow God is still providing for you every single day of your life. You fill in the blank on why you should be thankful. If you can't fill in the blank, then check your pulse on your wrist. And if it's still beating, then you have a reason to be thankful. Even if, if it feels like hell, well, guess what? You're not in hell, so that God's to be a reason to be thankful this morning. If you can't fill in the blank, please, please, please give God a chance these next few minutes. Better days are ahead for you in the name of Jesus Christ. COVID got me lost, but I'm finding my way back. In my book, uh, this book here, To Be Continued, shameful plug. You could get it on Amazon. Shameful plug. But in chapter three, I wrote a chapter that I actually want to actually speak a little bit about today. And in chapter three of, of that book, I titled it, Drop Calls and Interferences. Drop Calls and Interferences. Studies display that an individual who has been interrupted takes 50% longer to accomplish his task. And 
he makes up to 50% more mistakes. Think about your life right now. Let's think about the coronavirus right now. We've been interrupted by this thing called COVID-19. We've been interrupted by it. Your Christian walk with God has been interrupted by it. Our church services have been interrupted by it. Your workplace has been interrupted by it. Your choosing of what you're going to do from day to day has been interrupted by it. By this thing called COVID-19. And so when we talk about interruptions, when we talk about drop calls, when we talk about these things... Studies show us that people like that who have been interrupted, it takes 50% longer to accomplish what you want to accomplish. That's why it's hard for us to get back into church. It's been taking us 50% longer than it would have if COVID-19 hadn't interrupted our church services. But what about your life? What's been interrupted? Has it taken you 50% longer? Has it, has it, have you made 50% more mistakes than you were before COVID-19 hit? Are you praying less or are you praying more? I don't know. But Paul in the Bible told the Galatians this. You were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? I got the answer to that question. I'll tell you who cut in on you. COVID-19 cut on you, cut in on you. And we can't sit here and blame the virus for cutting in on us because the person who cut in on us the most is ourselves. Somebody once said, if I could kick the person in the behind who's responsible for all of this, I wouldn't be able to sit down for three weeks. It was a good one, I know, but it, I wish it was my quote. It wasn't mine. If you heard me, I said somebody once said. I wish I could put FF next to it, but it really don't matter. But I want you to think about that. So let me give you these two points and we're done. Okay, I'm halfway through the message already, by the way. Number one, I believe that COVID-19 has interrupted the Christian race. Do you know right now as I speak, one in three practicing Christians have stopped attending church during this pandemic. Take a good look around you. Take a good look around you. One in three have stopped attending church because of this pandemic. Churches have reduced in, in size by times three. I don't care who you are. If you're Elevation Church, I don't care if you are um, Church on the Way, if you are Lakewood Church, if you are Hillsong Church, I'm telling you, across the globe, churches have reduced in size times three. Now here is what's very, very interesting. If a church of 300 people have reduced by times three, then that, that means a church at 300 people are now down to 100 people. If a church was at 100 at size, they're down now to 30 people. If a church had under 50 people in it when they were strong, those churches have shut down. When COVID-19 first struck its weapon, 
the lost started running to Christ. Nine months later, which is today, the saved are running to the world. This is what God has showed me. COVID got me lost, but I found my way back. Number two, I believe that Luke chapter 15 is a chapter for today. If you know anything about the gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 15, the entire chapter talks about a season of lost, being lost. It talks about the lost sheep. It talks about the lost coin. It talks about the lost son. It's a chapter of being lost in life. Today where we're at, November 22nd, we are a Christian community who are lost. Somehow we've just, we just got lost in the midst of a pandemic. We got lost because I believe that there are people who could be here today. You're healthy, you're strong, you're fine, you're good. As a matter of fact, you're working out right now as you're watching me preach. But somehow you got lost. I'm telling you right now, you know what convinced me to have church here today no matter what? Because I was tempted and the devil, the devil and I, we were talking and that's a problem you guys, listen to me, listen to me closely, okay? When you start talking with the devil is when you made the mistake. You can't stop the devil talking to you, but you can stop yourself talking back with him. Am I okay on the camera shot? Okay. I'll tell you what convinced me, because I was tempted. I was like, we're going to have church. I'm sick of it, COVID-19. Let's get it on. I don't care. I'll get it twice. I'll get it three times a lady. I don't care. I will. I, I'm, I don't care. We're going to have church. Somebody got to stand up. I'm like, I'm like, and if it's just me that shows up all by myself and the media team, so what? That's what it's been like for six months anyways, you know? I'll just do it with three people, four people, and I just told God, I, I told God, help me shut the devil up, because he's telling me nobody's gonna show up but God told me who cares if nobody shows up if two people shows up that's who the church service was for there's people who want church there's people who are hungry for church there's people who want to get back into church there's people who are willing to even place their life at risk to have church there's people who are just sick and tired of this virus trying to control on what God wants to do in the storehouse don't don't twist this okay don't twist this i got the virus i had the virus i should say not i got the virus that will come next to me somebody come next to me no i had the virus i respect it i read yesterday on the news and what a what what a headline to read it's almost like an oxymoron headline uh, is that the right word to use yeah because that sounds wrong but that's the right word huh it, 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 it said, one of the world's strongest men dies of COVID-19. 30-year-old bodybuilder, body I mean, yoked out, I mean, incredible Hulk status. And it says, one of the world's strongest men dies of COVID-19. I respect the virus. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is, because I'm going to get to my point on what convinced me. I'll tell you what convinced me. My wife said that we're in Tijuana. 
When I was in, when we were in Tijuana on our way back home, we stopped at Food for Less in Oxnard to put gas in. And on the way home, I'm struggling. Like, are you kidding me? There's another surge. There's another spike. They're shutting down the, the state again. All these counties are on a curfew again. And the governor is saying this. I'm like, I don't want to shut down church service again. What do I do? What do I do? And so right when I get off to put gas, all I hear is, <laughs> has this, this mic been as disinfected, right? Okay, because I'm breathing in and out. But if I get it, amen. <laughs> or help me out with some bass. <laughs> that sounds better. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the world is that? Because it sounded like a big party. And I look across from Food for Less, and Gold's Gym is across. You know what Gold's Gym said? You can shut us down on the inside, but we're going to move on the outside. And all the workout machines were out there. All the aerobic classes were going on out there. It was almost 10 o'clock at night, and people were getting the workout on like there was no virus going around. And I said to myself, if people can show up like that outside, if people can line up at Juarez Tacos, if people can show up at La Bonita, if people can walk around all Walmart, if people can come in and out of that hamburger stand, if people can show up here and show up there, if people can go to a birthday party over there and just break piñatas over there. People can stand in line to show up for that event. Then why are we going to shut down a church service on November 22nd? Luke 15 talks about a, a, a lost group of people. A lost, a lost sheep, a lost coin, a lost son. Which one are you? And it's almost like Jesus knew that we would eventually get lost along this pathway of our Christian walk. Listen to me, and here's how I close. The sheep was lost in Luke 15 because of its own foolish ways. See, the Bible makes it very clear that the sheep wandered away. You see, sometimes we have to own up for things ourselves. We can't put the blame on somebody else because you left the church. We leave on our own. I often tell people, you're going to leave the church over what one person said. Or often when people say, I don't get any phone calls from the church. They're, they're telling me this while I'm talking to them on the phone. Nobody calls me from the church. People don't care for me. And I feel like just if I know I have skinny arms and I know my hand can reach the phone through that wire and if I want. But I'm like, I'm hearing them out because that's what pastors do. They just hear you, hear you complain. That's what shepherds do. We hear you complain. And I learned a long time ago, true leadership is to seek to understand, not to be understood. Nobody cares for me. Nobody calls me. Nobody reaches out to me. And I don't know about that church. And inside, I'm like, inside, I'm like, dude, I'm the pastor. And I'm calling you. 
What else more do you want? If you want, I can ask Jesus if he can maybe just come back outside of God's timing to just come back in the flesh and talk to you if that would help you. But what more do you want when the lead pastor is talking with you? See, the sheep wandered away. Sometimes we put the blame on everybody else about our wandering. Okay. On the other hand, let me balance this out. Because the word is plural. It's for everybody. This could have meant something to Christina and not mean anything at all to Debbie. What I just said. But now what I'm about to say now can mean something to Debbie and not Christina. Did I say that correct or I said the same thing? Okay. Because I'm getting old. I need to start running again. I need to go to Gold's Gym at 10 o'clock at night. But on on Awakening Wednesday, do you remember we had Awakening? Who goes to Awakening Wednesday? Come on, we're all 11 of you. Lift up your hand. Okay, good. Uh, you guys, it's okay because I'm, I'm sorry because I'll tell you when to come up, okay? I just said I was closing to make people think I really was. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys, but I am going to need you back up here, okay? Um, Wakening Wednesday. Devin Lorenzini, where are you at, Devin? Such a great man right there, by the way. He's a great, great, great giver. But so Devin took me and my wife and my family out to uh, Cracker Barrel the other day. And we were at Cracker Barrel, and uh, I was talking to a pastor in, in Florida, in Tampa, Florida. A pastor, help me out, somebody, I'm 50. James, James Coleman, Pastor James Coleman. And Devin is sitting next to me at Cracker Barrel. And I made Pastor James, and blah, blah, blah. We have Wakening Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. Hey, how would you like to be one of our speakers you know, and you know, it's happening this Wednesday, and, and I think it was Monday. When did you take us? Was it Monday? Okay, it was Monday. I go, happening this Wednesday. Sorry, sorry for the short notice. And I'm just hyping it up, hyping it up, hyping it up. And I go, you'll be our first outside speaker on Awakening Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. Pastor, I'm honored, blah, blah, blah. That conversation goes on. I hang up the phone, and I tell Veronica. I said, babe, this Wednesday we're having Pastor James Coleman on Awakening Wednesday. And then Devin looked at me and he goes, Pastor? I go, yeah. He goes, uh, does that mean I'm not speaking, in this, speaking this Wednesday? And I'm like, did I ask you to speak on for Wednesday? He goes, yeah, you did, Pastor. I go, man. I go, when did I ask you that? He goes, last night. Oh, my. Is there anybody older than 50 here? Is that like normal? That's normal? It is? Okay. Thank you. I just want to make sure I'm not losing my memory. My, my, I am losing my memory. I know that for sure, but not losing my mind. There's a difference. Losing your memory, losing your mind, right? The other day I asked myself, am I going crazy? And we said yes. <laughs> okay, so here's, here's what I was going to say. Remember we talked about the, 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 the sheep who wandered away? Now, the coin here's the sad thing about the coin the coin got lost but it wasn't the coin's fault the woman who owned the coin lost it 
And so, I mean, in that case, you know, we could, maybe we could look at our childhood life and we could take a look at what happened to us as kids and how we suffer over it today. Well, what happened to us as kids were not, was not our fault. And it can have a major effect on us 30 years later, in some cases, 50 years later. It can have a major effect. And, but I'm going to get to the great part of this whole message that God gave me right now. That coin got lost and it wasn't the coin's fault. The coin was where, it was where it was all the time. But there was somebody else responsible that lost the coin and it was the woman. It was the bride. This was a widow. And th- this is parables, by the way. How do you know when it's a true story and a false story? When it's a true story in the Bible, the Bible actually gives names of persons in the count. When you read parables or other stories, when names are not given, then that's a parable. It's not a true story. It's an example. So in this parable of the lost coin, the woman doesn't give us the name of the woman, but Jesus has given us a point. Just a little Bible lesson here. Jesus has given us a point. This was a widowed woman. Whenever a woman got married in the Bible, she was given 10 coins by her spot, by her groom. That was the gift to her. Somewhat like today when a woman gets married, you get a wedding ring. Now here's what the problem, here's what the issue was, is one out of the ten coins got lost. It wasn't so much the value of the coin that this woman was concerned about because the Bible says that she turned on the lamp and she swept the entire house until she found that coin. It wasn't how much that coin was worth, it was the sentimental value of that coin because her husband had passed already and she didn't want to lose anything about her husband. But the issue that I'm talking about is the coin. It wasn't the coin's fault. Now let's talk about that lost boy. And let's just finish it here. Just let me finish it here. I think the point got across here. We know the story about the parable of the lost son. The younger boy decided to get his inheritance ahead of time. He left. And we all know the story. He lived. He was a very rich kid. He was a rich and spoiled kid. He grew up in what we would call today Calabasas, California. He grew up in a mansion. Somebody say, hey man, you know what I'm talking about. What do you want me to say? Ario? Colonia? He grew up on Hayes Avenue, 414 North Hayes Avenue. No. No, 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 no. This guy grew up in Calabasas, California. All right? He didn't even need to keep up with the Kardashians. The Kardashians were trying to keep up with him. And so he made a foolish choice. Just like that sheep. He wandered on his own. I'll tell you what he did, okay? He did more than wander. It's what it, I, I call it this. He was lost with directions. See, that's horrible when you're lost and you have directions. Say amen if you know what I'm talking about. Like you know what you should do. You know where you should go. You have the directions, but you just don't follow them, right? The G- GPS says, in one quarter of a mile, turn left on Savior's Road. And you just keep on going. You don't pay attention to it. And next thing you know, you end up on 5th Street at the beach somewhere. You had directions the whole time. This boy had directions the whole time. He was to wait till his father died before he got his inheritance. And, by the way, he was a younger one. He wasn't supposed to get the inheritance. The the older boy was supposed to get the inheritance. This guy knew everything he was supposed to do. But he went against the grain of God's will. And that's what some of us have done. That's why we're lost. We didn't wander away. We knew exactly what we were doing and we did it anyways. When you wander away, it's because there was a current or there was something that that helped you wander away. But in this case here, when you do it solely all just because of you, 
uh, there's consequences for it. This boy found himself with a whole bunch of poor people feeding the pigs. And at that time, you have to remember that pigs, you weren't allowed to eat pigs in those days. That's why God knew we were to be born in this, this day and age. I cannot live without chicharrones. Thank God I wasn't born in the Old Testament. What do you mean no pork chops? What do you mean no chicharrones? What do you mean no al pastor? What do you mean? I don't believe in God then. I mean, that's how I probably would have been. But this, this boy is now feeding the pigs, Pastor Steve. And then he's starving to death, the Bible says. So he even stoops lower and he starts eating the food that he was feeding the pigs. And then he came to his senses. He came to his senses. He came to his senses. So that's what today is all about. It's coming to our senses. COVID-19 got me lost, but I found my way back. Does it make sense? COVID-19 got me lost, but I found my way back. Let me hear an amen. Let me hear a hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to stop here. I'm stopping here. I'm stopping here. What are we supposed to do? A worship song or communion? A communion. Okay. Uh, can you just stand right now? And as you stand, uh, you know what? I just We can't jump straight into communion after this. I just want you to lift up your hands. And, and, and I want you to repeat this prayer. I want you to say, God in heaven, I'm finding my way back. And you've been waiting for me. Patiently waiting for me. You're going to put a robe on my back, sandals on my feet, a ring on my finger, and you're going to forgive me. You're going to embrace me, and you're going to throw a party for me. And no matter who likes it and who does, what matters to me is you're doing this for me. You're taking me back because I'm walking back. I got lost in this pandemic, but I'm back home. Thank you for your unfailing love in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you. Now clap your hands and give him some glory. We thank you for listening to today's podcast. Now it's your time to add the value of this podcast to your daily life. Once again, thank you for your time in listening to Fernando Franco's podcast today. Please help us spread this message by compelling someone today about this podcast. Thank you, and may God bless you.